a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Afterthoughts, a podcast where we discuss our first and second impressions of movies. Fighting against the evil dark side of all movies that come out and being on the light side. This week we are discussing, I don't know if you can tell, Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we were supposed to have a theme song for this podcast already? Well, not like weeks I ago. I think it's still coming. It's just not ready yet. <laughs> 2017. They finally get a theme song. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Did you say our names? I don't oh, no, know what I you said. I didn't say our names at all. I was too focused on the wonderful score I was hearing. It was good. It was beautiful. <laughs> my name is Joshua Kazemi. Here with my co-host, Coleman Taylor. That's me. We're talking about... Star Wars for Rogue One. For Rogue One, but not Rogue One. <laughs> no, not Rogue One. Which I have not seen yet. Yeah, me neither. I really want to. I'm, ugh, I can't wait to see it. I don't know. <laughs> but first things first. Were you, were, were you skeptical before The Force Awakens came out? Were you excited? I was a bit of all of it. That's fair. That's rational. I mean, considering the <laughs> prequels that have come out in the past. Right. I'm going to be skeptical, but I was interested because it's in Disney's hands now. What did you think of, like, J.J. Abrams before The Force Awakens? I love J.J. Abrams. Did he sway, like, your opinion of the movie at all? Uh, I thought I, I thought it was in good hands. Okay. That's cool. I mean, it was probably an easy transition from Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my knee-jerk reaction to J.J. being announced as the director was like, ah, he, he shouldn't, like... He's done similar things, and I just wasn't sure. But then the more I thought about it as time went on, it was like, well, J.J. is great at this, and he's going to do a good job. And it seems like they cared about where it was going to go. Or they cared about the reception of the movie. So I was like, okay, great. And then I was just full-on so excited for The Force Awakens. I, like, uh, like as soon as December came around, I, I installed, like, Chrome widgets to block Star Wars posts, so whenever I'd go to a new web page, it would just block out any text that said Star Wars in it. Because <laughs> I was so excited and I didn't want it to be spoiled. Uh, it was, I was so excited, so pumped. What similar uh, movies has J.J. Abrams done? <laughs> the Trek movies. <laughs> no, the thing is, he said it in, in interviews before, is that one of the reasons he initially turned down Star Wars is because he was tired of doing movies with numbers in the title. Meaning he's done nothing but sequels and Super 8, which just happens to have a number in it. But Mission Impossible 3, Star Trek, Star Trek 2, like, it's just his whole career was like... Oh, is Star Trek 2 called Star Trek (laughs) 2? I'm pretty sure there's not even a colon in that title, so... (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't even think Star Trek 3 has Star Trek 3 in it, but he he didn't do Star Trek 3, right? No, he didn't. Justin Lin did. That's yeah, why that that's movie is Fast and Furious. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I need to watch Come it. Come on. It's so cool. <laughs> but back to the topic at hand. Yeah, to the to the wars, not the trek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, is there anything else? Should we, should we talk about anything else before we just go right into first? Or should we just go right into first? Uh, I mean, I guess Star Wars and, like, I guess you already covered that. Just... Were you, were you skeptical, or what did you feel? I, I mean, I was a little bit initially, and then it transitioned into, like, just pure excitement. I was just so excited to see it. More, but, like, 
at a point to where it was just like, I don't want to speculate about whether or not it's going to be good or bad or not. I just want to, I want to see it and then decide. So I just let that fuel pure excitement, just delight. I was giddy. Well, all right, let's do this then. Okay. Okay. Well, real quick, real quick, one quick quick question. Do you own any lightsabers? (laughs) Not currently. For most of my life, I did. (laughs) Yes. Okay. But not at the moment. Pretty sure they ended up in like a garage sale or something. But <laughs> there have been many lightsabers in this house over various I, periods of time. I think that I still own five. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> but they're not. I don't. I don't have them with me. They're not in my apartment. I don't share mm-hmm. my my apartment with my wife and my lightsabers. It's <laughs> it's at my home in Houston where my dad lives, and they're in a closet. And I whip them out whenever we visit. But that's it. Hey, whip out your lightsaber real quick. <laughs> They're so awesome, man. Anyway, all right, all right, let's just move on. First impressions. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was wonderful. I liked it a all lot. All right. But yeah. I, I mean, the only complaint I really had first impression was the fact that it was so much like um, A New Hope. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, the, that's like the complaint that people have. Yeah. It was just, I mean, I kind of get it, but I still don't like it. I understand... In a way, it's like a reboot because it's in different hands now. No one expected a seventh one to come out. They kind of thought Star Wars was done. So it kind of makes sense that it's like a reboot, but it isn't at the same time. Obviously, it's continuing the story, but they're Mm -hmm. using the almost exact same story as four. And I've always joked that I've kind of wanted to play them side by side to see if even like the exact beats match up. Like if the plot turns exactly (laughs) at the same points. It's possible. But I'm sure someone's that, done that on on the online. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Considering they've probably, I think they've done that to all six of them in one YouTube <laughs> screen. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that was pretty much it. I loved everything else about it, and I was really, it did great. It met all my expectations when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. What about you? I remember in my first impression, or when we were first seeing it, I remember being in the theater. I remember uh, Poe Dameron putting the plans into the BB-8, and as soon as he did that, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, people aren't going to like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, if this, if if it's too much of, like, the same thing, if it's too much of of what feels like a rehash of A New Hope, people are going to be mad. And sure enough, that's what it was. But I think I enjoyed the movie on every, on every level, so I wasn't really bothered by, like, I I was aware that it was similar to A New Hope, but I was fine with it, because this is like, I mean, this is this is the start of like a Star Wars movie every year until the day we all die. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, this is how it's starting and this is great. So I'm I'm great with this. I think I thought it was really fun and I was I was content for sure. Mm. <laughs> and I saw it like twice in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. Which is like, a, a, like I'm sure that is like a weak number to diehard Star Wars fans, but <laughs> I was pumped to see it twice. Yeah. I don't know if I, I saw it twice very quickly, one after the other, in quick succession. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was a week, though, but I know for a fact I saw it around the time it came out, and then I saw it on Christmas Day. So Nice. I don't know how, what a I don't know how far apart it was, but. <laughs> no, another thing I was going to say that just really bothered me. It kind of goes along with the same thing as a new like the fact that it's the same as a new hope, but the, and then but they had to make it bigger and grander and it just uh-huh. I I still don't like the fact that it's another death star. 
Not only because it's <laughs> copying like a new hope, but the fact that we've had a Death Star twice now, and now you've got a third one that's bigger. And not only that, it's supposed to be like the remnants of the Empire, but yet somehow they turned an entire planet into a weapon. Not to mention they took a chunk out of the planet to like make room for it. I just I was I know that's a ridiculous thing to like worry about, but I was like, come on, where are they getting the money for this if their like empire has been destroyed? And this is bigger <laughs> than the past two mega weapons they've had. I don't get it. But whatever. I'll go with it because so, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I totally understand those concerns. But in my first impression of it, or I think even till now, it's just like, I, I remember seeing, I remember in the theater, I was like, okay, it's another, it's just a giant Death Star. And I had a similar reaction to, to the way, um, like to, to Age of Ultron, Avengers Age of Ultron. I, I think Star Wars does it a lot better than Ultron does. But it was like, I don't want them to do another Death Star. And I don't want Ultron's motivation to just be that humans are terrible and he's going to wipe out the planet like every other evil robot ever, right? <laughs> and I didn't want, so I didn't want either outcome. But in both movies, they, they brush over it really quickly. And it's just like going to be a part of the movie, but they don't harp on it as if they are uncovering this, this new plot device that no one's ever seen before. And I think Star Wars does it better. You know, it's like they... They're they're talking about the Star Killer base, and there's lots of quips about like, yeah, so it's bigger, whatever. Or in Han Solo's like, um, how do we blow up this thing? There's always a way to blow up this thing, you know, all that kind of quippy stuff. And they just brush over it. I made it. I was fine with it. And then I've also heard people to argue that like uh, militaries in in the real world, that's what this is what they do. They like continue to do the same things over and over again. And if they fail, they just try again. So on some level to me, it makes sense that the empire or the remnants of the empire would just try to do the same thing again, make the ultimate, ultimate weapon over and over and over again. But yeah, it's not necessarily the best thing for storytelling to do the same thing over and over again. I don't know. Star Wars isn't this kind of movie, but I mean, at this point, I mean, I guess even in the old ones, if you have a weapon called the Death Star, do they just admit they're evil? Are they just on the evil side? <laughs> when you have weapons called the Death Star and Star Killer Base, I mean, no one in the army is going to be like, we're the good guys. We're fighting for justice. <laughs> and it's just yeah, the rulers and I guess are evil. No, they're like flat. Like, you have to be like, no, I'm a bad guy in this situation. Yeah, definitely. And but that's the thing. All the are the all the stormtroopers are just programmed to be stormtroopers. You know, from birth, they're not yeah. like willing people, like ready to commit their lives to evil. And then you know, it's it's called the dark side. You're absolutely right. Everybody <laughs> involved knows they're doing shady stuff. <laughs> Nobody is like, we're the good guys, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's one thing I think that makes Finn Star Wars Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> no, it's one thing that makes Finn's storyline so compelling. Like, I yeah. thought it was awesome to see that point of view. It's like, yes, there's one person who's like, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I loved Finn. And I think that's another thing is like all the complaints in the movie are like they're there. But because the characters are so good and, and uh, there's just a lot of little details that The Force Awakens gets so right. I was like, this is... Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the second time through, I was like, there were so many little details that I was like, yes, that's great. This is wonderful. Like, someone took the time to think about all these things, and it's great. And it's it's apparent. All right, well, so, now that I've got that out of the way, what were you saying before? There are, there are, I feel like there are a couple of camps that people 
in in this movie that a lot of people like to like harp on and talk about. So I thought we could go through them and, and talk about what we think. So like one thing is there are a lot of people that are mixed about the humor throughout The Force Awakens. Some people really hate all of the quips and all the jokes throughout the movie, and some people really like it. What did you think? Did you think it was funny? Uh, I I'm fine with it being there. Okay. Because uh, it wasn't too overt, I don't think. Uh-huh. But not too subtle at the same time. It's what I'd expect, honestly. I mean, to compare it to old Star Wars, which the humor was awful, specifically in the prequels, <laughs> I think this was better. <laughs> okay. And then I would compare it just to what else Disney has in their hands right now, which is Marvel and other Disney movies. There's always humor, like, just kind of in there, mm-hmm. strung along. So it's, it's kind of what I expected. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I, I want to hear someone's opinion that thinks that it, that the humor was too much because I'm, I'm interested in, like, I don't understand how you could think the humor is too much. I really enjoy it in this movie. And, like, I think a big complaint about the prequels that a lot of people had was that you didn't have a Han Solo type character or, like, in this case, a Poe Dameron type character or whatever, who was, like, there for comedy's sake, to point out that, hey, you know, the things we're doing are kind of ridiculous. And it helps <laughs> it helps you sort of buy into the the world if you have someone who's sort of grounded and saying, that's kind of weird and that's kind of dumb, you know? So I like <laughs> that there's humor throughout this movie that's like, yeah, this moment is kind of awkward. <laughs> like when, it, like five minutes into the movie when Poe Dameron is talking to Kylo Ren, he's like, do you talk first? Do I talk first? I don't know. You know, like, that moment is great, because that, that breaks the tension yeah. that, that, that's there in real life. It's great. I thought the humor was, was wonderful. Also, Kylo Ren kind of is a big wimp and a big baby, so when those stormtroopers, like, turn around, it's like, yeah. <laughs> he cries a lot throughout the whole movie. <laughs> when he's, like, slashing his lightsaber right. at everything, because he's always angry. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's kind of comical how much of a baby he is, really. <laughs> It is, and I really, I genuinely like that about his character. I like that he is not... Darth Vader right out right Not out of the Darth gate. Darth Vader, right. So good. <laughs> it gives us like places to go in this franchise. I'm curious to see where he'll end up. Mm-hmm. I heard a rumor that like the the Kylo Ren is gonna mirror Luke Skywalker's journey. It's gonna be like the parallel of it. So this was like so this was like Kylo's new, a New Hope, and and the next movie was gonna be him training like Luke did in Empire. Did he get his hand cut off? <laughs> Does he find out Han Solo was really his dad? <laughs> I hope all that stuff happens. <laughs> Wait, I killed my dad? Spoilers. Spoilers, by the way. I know it's probably too late for that. Way too late, but it's fine. Spoilers. <laughs> I mean, he's got to get his hand cut off. Or uh, his he's arm He's got it. Off. Everyone does. Every, it's... You're not a hero in Star Wars if you don't get your hand cut off. <laughs> or a villain, either. You got to be, yeah. be in both I mean, camps. everyone just gets dismembered. It's, it's like a Unless thing. you're Han Solo. Oh, man. Okay, so what was another thing? That was one thing. Uh, how did you feel about the lack of Luke? It was kind of annoying, really, but towards, like, the middle of the movie, it was expect. Well, not even the middle. Once you find out the plot is looking for Luke, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're not going to find him till the end. Yeah. But it was, it was a little uh, annoying, kind of disappointing, but it is what it is. At least it's not Suicide Squad. It's not like we thought we were going to see a ton of Luke and then didn't. <laughs> he wasn't yeah. in any of the marketing or promotional stuff. So uh, on some level... Uh, you see his hand putting on his hand on R2-D2 like 20 times. And it's in the movie, okay? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, I, I'm similar. Like, what the thing that I really liked about Luke not being in the movie was like all of this stuff that's like he's a legend. We don't know much about him or where he is. He's vanished. He's being looked for. You know, like all that stuff. I really like. There's intrigue around. But Luke. also, wait, didn't he do the voice acting in the? For the trailer? Wasn't that his voice in the, or the teaser? One of them? Oh, absolutely. They recorded that just for the teaser. Uh, see? Exactly. <laughs> People probably expected it. <laughs> but the first words that in the crawl not even Luke in the movie. has vanished. And it was like, this is great. I liked all that stuff. I think that I, I do kind of, I think I was expecting more out of that sort of subplot almost like just more of the idea that he's gone or that he's a legend or or that people aren't quite sure about if you whether or not he existed at all like he's just this mythical being like i liked all that stuff and i kind of wanted more out of that but i don't know i was fine with seeing him at the end because i I don't know if the way that the movie is structured now where would you even fit luke into it it would have to be restructured i think yeah he would feel like like crammed into it well yeah the movie they have it now yeah the way they have it now <laughs> that would have been a decision before they even wrote the movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i mean yeah that's just what they wrote so it is what it is mm-hmm. uh uh it seems to be like the million dollar question the, a question that everybody has an answer and a theory to who are ray's parents i don't know <laughs> kind of don't care at this point just tell me <laughs> I don't want to guess. You don't care? <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> okay, okay, so if you don't care, then does that speak to the idea that it doesn't matter who her parents are? Like, do you think I it doesn't mean, matter? It's not that it doesn't matter. It's just that it's so obvious that you're supposed to wonder so hard. I'm like, ugh, why do you want me to wonder so bad? I don't, just tell me. <laughs> okay, well, so, I don't care. so you're, so let's say we're, we're a year into the future. Episode eight is out. You're watching it. Is there an outcome about her parents that would make you upset? Uh, no. Okay. I don't think one would make me upset. I think there could be better ones than others. Ah. But I don't think one would be like, oh, that's Ray's parents. I'm out. No. But I definitely think there could be, I think it could be handled better depending sure. on what they do. I don't know how. I don't know what. Because I don't know what they have in plan, like, have stored. I think that's true. I think that's true of you. I think you would care more about how it's conveyed in the movie than what it actually is. No. That seems to ring true for you. I have... A couple of theories. <laughs> and what? That she's Obi-Wan's daughter? Yes, I think she's it? a Kenobi. I, that's my that's my number one. I have a number two. I do not think she's a Skywalker at all. Why why does well, then what about the lightsaber? That's that's I think that that I think points to Kenobi. Because she hears why? she hears Kenobi's voice in that weird sequence. And it's not just like they, I feel like it's important that the production got Ewan McGregor to come back and record lines of dialogue. I think that speaks to her lineage. And she's got the accent, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but why does the lightsaber go to her instead? I don't know. If it is Luke's and Anakin's, why does it go to a Kenobi? Well, so so Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? He, he After Revenge of the Sith, he goes off. He learns to, how to become immortal, right? And <laughs> so I think, I think he became, like, the strongest Jedi that there ever was. And he, just got, he also just got really old, right? And he knew what he was doing What's in A New co- Hope. So I'm thinking okay. that her, his daughter is also, like, an insanely strong Jedi, because he learned how to become a super strong Jedi, right? 
And she does the she does the force persuasion thing. That's like that's like Obi Wan Kenobi's signature move. <laughs> I mean, I get all of those things. I just still don't understand the lightsaber. Maybe thing. it's because Kylo Ren's already on the dark side, and that lightsaber belonged to Anakin, not Darth. Right. But still, I feel like bloodlines would over. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hope there's a good explanation behind it. If she is a Kenobi. My other th- that's my one qualm with <laughs> my it. other thing is is the idea that maybe maybe she is Han's daughter, but with another woman, like not Leia. No, you know, like half, whatever. But I don't know. I and think I Kenobi even- is my my main <clears throat> guess. Yeah, but I thought she might be Han's even more in the my second impression, just because there's that one scene where she's like, "Okay, who's the girl?" and it pans like it goes cuts right. to another scene. And there's there's scenes that like hint that hint at least hints that he knows more than he's letting on. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think this is the longest first impression it? we've ever done. I know. <laughs> Maybe that was it. Let's move on. <laughs> Second impressions. Second impression. You go first. Well, I think this is actually this week is the third time that I've seen the movie. I it's either my third or fourth. Okay, great. Same for me. <laughs> Man, the second time around, I just really, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's just like there are lots of little details that I really, truly enjoy that really, I think, add to the whole experience of the movie. I like that when Poe Dameron first gets onto, does he get onto Starkiller Base or is it just like a like a, a First Order ship? But either way, he gets onto the ship for the first time and the look the look on his face when he gets out of the ship and he sees the hangar bay is like, that's a nice little detail that's like, this guy's never been here before. And it's a big deal. Like, I like stuff like that. Or there's a part where where uh, Ray is flying into town on Jakku, and it's, the shot starts on a little, like, bird that's, like, pecking at something. And it looks real. It's not like some weird CGI bird. <laughs> it's like, that's great. There are, like, lots of little... <laughs> I just appreciated the, the tiny details and nuances of, like, the production this time around. And I... I really like this movie. For my second around, time around, there were things that uh, kind of stood out and made it a little worse for me okay. this time around. Okay, that's fair. I mean, they're not nothing that huge, and I definitely wouldn't have like thought about them too hard my the first time seeing it around. And I still love the movie, but there were some things that I was like, "Oh man, maybe I should have seen this the first time." <laughs> like, like, let's see. Well, just, for example, how trusting everyone is. Mm. Like, Poe is immediately trusting of Finn, this stormtrooper defect. Have you even heard of one of those before? (laughs) I haven't. And so he, like, just takes to him, and then they're flying away, and he's already decided to completely trust him enough to tell him that there's a map to Luke Skywalker on R2-D2. And then, after that, everyone starts telling everyone that, oh, there's a map to Luke Skywalker inside this robot we gotta find. They tell anyone, no matter who it is. (laughs) Oh, you're Han Solo? I'll believe you off the bat. Here's what we're doing. Like, they just tell everyone. Yeah, that's true. So there, that was the one thing. That is also, good. how does Ray... How is Ray a wonderful pilot? I just don't understand. Especially in space, because she specifically said she's never been to space. But even on the planet, does she just take someone's... Oh, I'm going to pilot your ship real quick, because I clearly am way too broke to own a ship of my own. Does she just fly in her spare time? Or does she become a great pilot? I don't know that. <laughs> I think that is... She pilots her little thing back and forth from town into around Jakku. That's not a spaceship. I know. That's not a spaceship. I know, but it's still something that flies. So I think she has, like, 
Barely. It floats. Like a rudimentary like idea of how to pilot a ship. And then when she gets onto the, the Millennium Falcon, she crashes it. It's the first thing she does. I think she's just like, <laughs> I think she just has instinct and perhaps the force. And then she flips it. And so can Poe can get a perfect shot. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> she's one of the perfect pilots right out of it. I don't care how much she knows the force. Which comes to another point in the movie at the end. When <laughs> When Kylo Ren is just, all he has to say is the words, the forcer, and then she goes, the force. Like, yeah. she's never heard those words throughout the whole movie and suddenly knows everything and can beat him. <laughs> it took Luke, like, three movies to get good at the Okay, force. while we're at this point, we might as well just bring it up. A big concern with the movie that people have is that Rey is, quote-unquote, like a Mary Sue. Do you know, have you heard of that? No. Go on. It's the, the idea that Rey is great because she's good at everything. And it's not a, she's not like a real character, and she's not like an actually strong character if she's just good at everything that she, she possibly can do. And so a lot of people complain yeah, about that, me. that she's not like an actual real-rounded character. She's just good at everything. Yeah. And that also, just even how much they wanted to bring up that she can stand on her own feet, don't hold my hand, like, and like point out that she's the strongest was also kind of annoying. Like, every time they did it, I was like, I get it. I can tell by her fighting and her piloting. You don't have to point it out even more. I understand. <laughs> that, the, the, that sequence in particular where, where Finn and her first meet and he's like trying to be this, this protector kind of guy. I appreciate that whole sequence because I think it pokes fun at that, those tropes that like, that men always right. do that. Like, I, I appreciate that, those tropes. I think it, it might be a little, heavy-handed at times. And I do think she's, like, really good at a lot of stuff. But I think there's also... There's there's setup for a lot of great things in the movie. Like, she fights... She fights Kylo Ren at the end with a lightsaber, right? Something that she's never, ever done before. <laughs> but the whole movie, she's carrying around a stick, right? Yeah. And, and Kylo Ren is, is, is injured, which is, like, set up throughout the movie... So many times, like how many times does Han fire Chewie's gun and make a remark about how strong that gun is, and then (laughs) and then Chewie shoots him with the gun. So like all that stuff is set up to be like, yeah, it makes sense that Kylo Ren would lose to these two one one like former stormtrooper who's been trained in sword fighting and Rey, who like her weapon of choice is a big stick. (laughs) Yeah, like I like that there are. There are things throughout the movie that that try to set up set things up. Right, and I agree, but sometimes I just thought they were a little too heavy-handed. Sure. Like when they kept doing them over and over. But I agree. I do I did like the sequence uh at first as well, specifically the one where he's like trying to be the macho guy and he clearly doesn't need to be. But it was like towards the end of it, I was like I get the point. He's not. Let's move on. <laughs> That's funny. Also, this is probably the smallest detail, but it really took me out of the movie for a second. So it's supposed to be in a galaxy a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, uh-huh. right? But he calls the star that they're taking the energy from the sun. Where would you ever, why would you ever call your star a sun? I you're noticed not from that. this galaxy or the solar system. The like sun. That. Like not, not even yeah. a sun, right? It's the sun. The sun. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this system's sun, I guess. The, the sun. But, but that's yeah. still, I mean... But still, only our star is called the sun, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> There's one sun. Right. It's in this solar system. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's like the smallest one I have, but I was like, come on, you can do better, Star Wars. 
a complaint that I have in I think I've had this like in every time I've watched the movie, but it's it was small in my first impression and it's getting larger the longer I sit on it. I think the movie I like I enjoy the movie's pace. It's like a really fun, fast paced movie. But I think it sometimes it feels like we are going too fast. And and there's parts of the original trilogy that I really like where there the the movies slow down. And we're like tr- mm. we're like sitting and we're like traveling through space, and it makes it feel it makes you feel the distance in the movies better. It gives you a better sense of perspective. In the Force Awakens, it feels like everywhere they go is like right next to each other because it happens so quick. And I wish there was a yeah. moment where things slowed down and they were just traveling. Have a nice little talking scene. I know you love those. <laughs> I do like those, and I like the way the Force Awakens does the talking scenes. For instance. After they get off Jakku, and they're and uh, Finn is talking to Rey, and Finn is talking to BB-8, and they're going back and forth, and and Finn is saying, "I'm not with the Resistance, but I'll help you." They have a long conversation in that moment, but they're also doing things at the same time. She's trying to fix the ship while they're talking, as opposed to like the prequels where yeah. it's like we're going to sit down and talk about about the Jedi and about Anakin, and then <laughs> we're going to walk down this endless corridor. In the Jedi Temple, and we're going <laughs> to sit down and talk here and talk about Anakin and the Force. It's like, <laughs> none of that, please. <laughs> I like that they talk in this movie, but while they're doing things, you know, yeah. it, great, good work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I've been harping a lot on the second impression, but here's another thing. Okay, go for it. The resistance in the First Order, I don't, I just don't understand, like, the perspectives of, like, What's going on? I thought the Empire was, like, shattered. Why are they this huge power now called the First Order? And why is the Resistance called the Resistance? I thought they were the main power. They're not the Rebellion anymore. They they are, like, the leaders well, of the galaxy. I thought. Well, I thought. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably what it was like after Return of the Jedi. And then the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren, they... they they uh, uh, betrayed the Jedi Order, and then Luke vanishes, and then the Force is seemingly gone, except for the dark side. And I think this is what has happened in the 20-odd years since that happened. That's just, I don't know. <laughs> I know it's getting into concepts that Star Wars doesn't really deal with, but I mean, they sh- blowing up two Death Stars what must have cost tons of money. Do they just have an infinite amount of income? Where do they even get it? Where are they from? What are their planets? They're not part of the Republic. So where do they come from? I don't understand any of these things. And I'm sure they'll be unveiled as the movie goes on, but it just bothers me that it's just like, oh, here's this really strong power. We're not going to explain how they got in power again, but here they are. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I've ever really thought about any of that stuff too hard or too long. I know, because it's Star Wars, and I get that they're not going to stay on that too long. And I I think... I wish there was something, a little thing, a tiny thing. <laughs> a long time ago in a far, far away, I feel like is the scapegoat for any of these questions. <laughs> I guess. That, that Star That's Wars fans love to do. Point. It's just like, long time ago, far, far away, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't, you can't just take everything away because of that. I don't, no. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I have one more question. Okay. We can keep Go talking, but how do you feel about like, the force, I think the force is clearly being like opened up and stretched in this movie mm-hmm. so that 
they can clearly do things we've never seen people with the Force that can do. And even, like, people that aren't necessarily Jedi are seeming to have interactions with the Force. I think there are times, obviously, when Finn shows some element of being able to use the Force. And even, like, uh, Maz in the cantina, the new cantina. She, like, Mm -hmm. she can sense that Han's in the room before he gets there. She turns around and she yells his name across the room. And she's got the lightsaber, all that stuff. So how do you feel about the idea of the Force being stretched open? Do you think... I'm concerned a little bit that this is a dangerous tightrope. Like, if the Force becomes too Uh, powerful... uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's honestly always been pretty open to people. I think it's more obvious in this one. That's true. But I think even in the old ones, if you watch Han is just super lucky all the time, but really it's not luck. It's the force being yeah, on his side. That's what I like to hear. So, it, I mean, which I, I'm glad he finally admits it. I'm glad that growth in his character yes, happened. It's but so at the same good. time, I did, I liked, it was so interesting because I always thought his luck was attributed to the force, yet he still denies it. So I do kind of miss that aspect of his character, but since he is much older, I do enjoy the character even if growth. I'm like, oh, yeah. I miss that. I do like the character yeah. growth and like that he admits the force is real. It's obvious. I can't deny it. That is really cool. I was like moved by that scene <laughs> the first time I saw it. Not so much the <laughs> second or third, but yeah. that initial time I was like, wow, Han Solo has grown. That's wonderful. And it's not yeah. cheesy or hammy. It's like sincere and I, I, it, it, it's believable. Ugh, I love that when he's like, it's all yeah. real. It's so good. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but I always feel like the force has been open to pretty much everyone, just not like yeah. as much mm-hmm. as obviously like Jedi's or Sith or people who have a natural talent for it. And, and, I, and I think it's more obvious in this one that others have availability to it. Yeah. Yeah. I generally like, I like everything that the force like quote unquote does in this movie. I'm I'm fine with all that stuff. I don't think they have crossed the line. I'm just nervous that it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna have to be like they have to be really delicate with it because we've already seen places where the force is like unwelcome. Like midichlorians get that out of here. Obviously, people hate that, (laughs) right? So I think you do have to handle where we're going with the force carefully in the next couple of movies. That's my only thing. And as but as much as I hate the midichlorians, at the same time. The idea of what that's supposed to represent, I still think, should stand true. Like, obviously, I don't think there should be just this physical element that decide like, your metachlorian count. But at the same time, there are people who are more talented at the Force than others. Yeah. And I think that's where it'll come into play. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, your average Joe, even if he can have some Force things, won't be able to do what, like, a Jedi can do or a Sith Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the there should just be an obvious line, maybe even... I don't know, just, like, obvious, like, I can't do that at one point. Like, someone who thought they could do something, but they can't. Yeah, that would be interesting. Maybe not that overt, but I think as long as they stick to their boundaries and don't keep moving forward, then we'll be good. I concur. Do you concur? (laughs) I wonder how many episodes I've said that. Yeah, we do it a lot. We do it a lot. lot. I think it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just do that movie one time. Sure. And say it every five seconds in that episode. (laughs) Do you concur? (laughs) I feel like there's more stuff, but uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I've harped on it a lot, so I still really enjoy the characters mm-hmm. and the overall plot, even if there's holes I can poke in it. I mean, it's based off A New Hope, which is a wonderful plot, and it's a fun journey, so I know I harp on it a lot, especially because I've seen it multiple times now, but really, this is a good movie, yeah. and much, <clears throat> so much better than the prequels. 
So definitely. I watched I, I watched the prequels like recently. Like I watched Revenge of the Sith last week, and I watched all of them this month. And <laughs> I don't remember the last time I saw the Clone Wars. I'm kind of interested to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, we should do it I on think. a podcast. I think that'd be fun. But uh, <laughs> this movie is definitely better than the prequels, which oh, yeah. like aren't the worst movies ever made. I think the thing about the prequels is that because they're Star Wars movies and because there are plenty of good things about them, that's what makes the fact that they're so bad so, like, devastating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that there is potential in all of them. So, but this is, yeah. this is, I love The Force Awakens. I think I make, it's really, it's a really exciting start, for sure. That's where I land. Well, bam. <laughs> all right, topic time? Topic time. Let's do it. We're talking about... Just Star Wars in general, basically. Pretty much. All right. Was Star Wars like a big deal for you as a kid, or was it something you discovered later in your life? Mm, a little bit of both. I didn't watch it too much as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I guess, yeah. So I guess it is more later in life is when I would, saw them all, especially when the prequels came out. Then obviously I saw mm-hmm. all of them multiple times. And then the prequels multiple times. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't remember the last time I saw... Uh, Clone Wars, so there's that. <laughs> Attack of the Clone. Oh, dang it. See? <laughs> That's how much I don't remember that one. Cl- That's embarrassing. Clone Wars is a different thing. You could have been talking about that. No, I was talking about Attack of the Clone. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll admit it. I'll admit my mistake. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I, I mean, I've always loved Star Wars. I watched them a ton as a kid. Um, my mom really liked Star Wars, so we just watched it all the time. My dad has never seen a single Star Wars movie, which is like kind of impressive at nice. this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I really loved Star Wars and I really enjoyed the prequels until like the eighth grade until it was like, wait, no one else likes these movies. What's wrong with them? And then you sort of watch them again with fresh eyes and realize, oh, they aren't as good. <laughs> that was a weird yeah. moment. <laughs> but yeah, I've, the Star Wars movies have, have been a big part of my like entertainment throughout the, my life. <laughs> I love Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, what's not to love other than a lot of the movies? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the day that we've reached a point where there are more good Star Wars movies than there are bad. <laughs> oh, that'll be like We're getting close. seven years from now. We're getting close. <laughs> Do you hear what I just said? Seven years? <laughs> yeah. Why so long? <laughs> I'm just supposed to be a joke. Come on. <laughs> I thought there was like... all six of the old ones are bad. <laughs> How dare you? I thought you were implying that like <laughs> a lot of the new movies are going to suck. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Exact opposite. Uh, how did you feel about... Like, did you care that when Disney bought Lucasfilm? Kind of. Mm. But at the same time, I didn't. Because I know how bad the last few were. Sorry, George <laughs> Lucas. But they just weren't the best. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you can't... It can't be that much worse, even if they do worse. So, good luck, Disney. Mm. I was not concerned at all. I trust Disney. I like Disney. And I think they know how important the franchise is to so many people. I think they're going to take care of it. If uh, Take care of it while milking it for all that it's worth. (laughs) If that's possible. They're going to walk that line. I guess I wasn't so much concerned because I've seen what they've done with Marvel. Uh Uh-huh. It was just, I don't know, it was just like, oh, Disney's buying another thing. Yep. I guess. So I wasn't more concerned about, like, where the franchise was heading, because I trusted Disney and all it had to offer, rather than George Lucas by himself. Mm-hmm. But, 
I don't know. It was just weird that Disney I was like, oh, Disney's got something else now. <laughs> in the in the last season of Parks and Rec, which takes place in 2017, uh, or or it takes place like the bulk of it is 2017. They like go back and forth a lot. So, but I think this part is in 2017. Anyways, there's a joke where um, it's like an it's like a fake ad in the movie, and it's Chipotle and like Exxon Mobil and somebody else. And they've, like, combined into one big company. And at the end of the ad, it says, like, Chipotle Exxon, one of America's four companies. (laughs) 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 Everyone's just going to buy everybody up, and there's going to be four companies. I Hilarious. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) Oh, man. So, okay. I'm definitely, I'm so excited that there are, there's going to be episode seven, eight, and nine. And potentially more than that. But... I'm still on the fence about these spinoffs, mainly because I haven't seen Rogue One yet, and I do not care about a Han Solo prequel. I don't want that. But no. how do you generally feel about, like, the spinoffs, I guess? The ones I haven't seen yet? Yeah. <laughs> that are coming? <laughs> yeah. The idea of them doing spinoffs um, forever. Oh, See, that's, that's the thing. Not just the spinoffs, but that potentially all of it can go on forever. That's my main thing. So far, I've heard great things about Rogue One, and I'm kind of I'm interested. I'm I don't want to say anything about the spinoffs until I've seen at least one of them. Okay, is the only thing. Sure. Okay, but because like, I mean, I could. Are you excited about Han Solo's prequel? I'm not, but at the same time, with all that Disney's done, yes. Like I'm not like the idea of a Han Solo movie doesn't excite me, but the fact that what Disney's done so far and showing what they can do, then yeah, I am excited. Okay, not because of the. Not because of the source material itself, but right. or the content. That's a good point. Because that I think it's in capable hands. It is. So I wanna I wanna wait because I've heard so many good things about Rogue One so far, and so I'm interested to see what they can do with these spinoffs. Because then, if Rogue One's good, I don't see why a Han Solo movie wouldn't also be good. That's true. Like I mean, it, uh, I think it's I think it's the directors who did like. 21 Jump Street and the Lego movie, like, those guys are brilliant directors. Primarily comedy guys, yeah. but I've, I've obviously dabbled in action. So, I, I, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think it is in capable hands. But I also definitely agree. I, I'm not excited about the initial idea. I think maybe they can find something interesting about it. But I don't, like, mm-hmm. don't want to see the, the, the Millennium Falcon do the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to <laughs> see that on film. You know what I'm saying? I don't like, ever want to see Stuff that. like right, that right. is, like avoid that and give us interesting stuff although the millennium falcon has been quote-unquote lost so many times throughout these movies you know it's like it's been lost in bets or stolen or whatever i i'm kind of interested in seeing that maybe one time you know what would be interesting Hmm. if it was a lie if it didn't really do it that fast and we found that out in that movie yeah i mean that is cool that's a good like character beat that's yeah that'd be great and then you could explain that that parsecs is not like, they're misusing that unit of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, explain that in the Han Solo origin movie. That's a great place to put that in. <laughs> That'd be really funny. <laughs> Although, I guess it would take away from Han's character now, because yeah, he's still yeah, claiming that. So, whatever. <laughs> but I, I'm more worried about just that it's going on, like, so far it has a question mark to infinity. Like, could go on forever. All of them could just keep going forever. And that's my main like oh no because i mean it's a little different since it's a narrative and the story has to progress unlike the marvel movies but i'm just looking at the marvel movies that disney has right now and 
they've kind of just hit a ceiling for me right now. They're just kind of there, and I'm hoping Star Wars doesn't just do the same. They're like great, like like fire out of the gate real quick, awesome, great movie back to back, and then just like kind of sit there. Mm-hmm. I want I want a lot from them, and the fact that they're they have to progress in a narrative form, like seven, eight, nine specifically. I don't know about the spinoffs, obviously, but the fact that there's still going to be episodes. That kind of gives me a little more hope than Marvel, which, I mean, it's progressing, obviously, but you have so many stories all yeah. all over the place oh, and, yeah. like, heroes with their own movies, etc. So it gives me a little more hope than the Marvel Universe. I just don't want it to hit a ceiling mm-hmm. since they're going on potentially indefinitely. Is there is there a spinoff idea that you'd like to see? D- distant past Jedi. Oh. For sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like like long time ago, like Knights of the Old Republic. Okay, long time ago. All right, I was gonna say Obi Wan Kenobi because I want to see Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff. <laughs> We've already seen an Obi Wan Kenobi spinoff. No, what? It's called Episode One, Two, and Three. No, 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 no. I want to see like a legit, what, when serious, he was a baby? like like Western style, like real intense Obi Wan Kenobi on Tatooine for however many years, like between three and four. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see him become Alec Guinness. Yeah, I guess that would be awesome. That's what or I Or maybe want. see seeing people like the remnants stand up to Darth Vader. That'd be kind of cool. Uh-huh. But it'd be a sad movie because we know what happens to them all, except for Obi-Wan and Yoda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, okay, a Kenobi spinoff could have a Qui-Gon Jinn cameo, except this time, since we last left Qui-Gon Jinn, he's become a man with a particular set of skills. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's what I want in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I would love to see Liam Neeson back to redeem Qui-Gon. <laughs> for being like the jerk that started this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> oh Qui-Gon you're the worst Jedi ever uh, yeah but he learned immortality so show, yeah, show like, that would be great to see that I would love to see that <laughs> I just want the like dead Jedis to always like pop in and out like randomly you know like oh it's still here oh, hey, what's like up? Anakin randomly like goes to someone i don't know if you would go to kylo or ray or like hey still here are you i live forever now are you interested at all of uh in in uh, hayden christensen coming back to reprise his role in the new no. movies no 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 <laughs> uh people are there are there's a large group of people that are <laughs> let them i don't care <laughs> i think he was originally gonna be in the force awakens that's fine <laughs> it's not keep him out <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's impossible it depends on yeah it depends on what he's doing and how big his like if he's there for five seconds whatever sure if he's there for a good chunk of the film i'm sorry i'm sorry hc yeah <laughs> but no <laughs> How did you feel about the prequels when they first came out? Was it the same as this, or was it more nervous? Or, I mean, we were children at the time, so no, I just, a little different. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get enough. I loved all of it. And I didn't... I remember not understanding the plot of The Phantom Menace. I was so confused. Oh, for, for sure. But I didn't care because there were spinny lightsabers at the end. Right. You know, like, I didn't care about story or plot or character development. I I only wanted to see lightsaber battles, so I loved them. (laughs) See, see, that's what what should have happened. We should have given the prequels to Michael Bay. (laughs) Gross. Uh, 
That's exactly what you just described to me. Gross. A Michael Bay movie. Yeah, I mean, I loved him as a kid. I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to them to to have still been good now. <laughs> I did enjoy like by the time Revenge of the Sith came out, I acknowledged that that episode one and episode two weren't good. And I was hoping that three would sort of redeem redeem. And I think on some level it did. I think there's I there's good stuff in Revenge of the Sith. I agree. Especially compared to one and two, I think three mm-hmm. is at least a good movie. Three was like clearly what he was building towards. I mean, obviously, yeah. but like, it, it's like, oh, this is, this is what he wanted to do. And, the, and you could look back and see like the attempts at planting seeds towards this moment. And it was like, that is cool. Yeah. It's not great, <laughs> but it's the best of the prequels. For, for sure. hundred sure. percent. <laughs> Just wish it had Darth Maul in it. Ugh, Darth. Would you want so to see Darth back? Which Darth? Darth Maul. Sorry. Of course. I would love to see Darth Maul back. Yeah. But that would be dumb because he's dead. No, but like I think in... I, it's so hard to know like what's not canon anymore, but I think in <laughs> some ex- expanded universe story, he has come back with like robot legs. Oh, of course. <laughs> Or does he just use the force to keep his body together? I'm That'd be sure sweet. If he just like hovered in the air, <laughs> like no legs, just torso. Yeah. That'd be great. No, I mean, he still has his legs, but he just like keeps them together with oh. the force, you know? Oh, oh I see. No, I, I think I want to see a legless Darth no, Maul. No, he doesn't just fly around. Can, he's got his double-sided lightsaber and he can just spin himself around like a deadly ball with no legs. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about the lightsaber fighting in this one? I like it. Force Awakens. I think it's it's sloppy, and I like it. It, I I feel like there's weight to the lightsabers again, but it's still still more advanced than the original. I think it's a good middle ground. Why would it have weight to it? No, I mean, like, the the fact that they're holding a deadly weapon, it feels like they're holding something that can hurt people, whereas in the prequels, it's just, like, this spinny toy. (laughs) That's that's what I mean. (laughs) Like, there's consequences to... The lightsabers. Fair enough. <laughs> do you not like the the battling? No, I do. I do. Okay. I okay. like it. I'm trying to think. Because I do kind of want it to get a little better as it goes on. Like, I don't want sure. it to be back to prequel, just flipping around. This is obviously choreographed, choreographed fighting. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be that sloppy either. Like, I hope they get better at fighting as it goes on. It'd be really cool if they could, like, train the actors or even the stunt people yeah. to, like, to not prepare fights maybe that's ridiculous <laughs> but it'd be so yeah. cool if we were seeing like truly improvised moments right. unfold like with really skilled sword fighters that'd be sweet that would be sweet that's probably Someone not would probably get hurt though yeah. <laughs> yeah you actually hit me with your stick <laughs> with your giant like it's i mean the the production of it is different now they actually glow in real life as opposed to all the they other glow movies now? yeah they glow for real that. like the 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 blue light the red light that you're seeing on them is real because they they actually glow now but i mean they're still digitally swapped out but it's so that the the lighting oh, can match obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> i mean with like a giant glow stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> We've probably drugged this <laughs> Star Wars stuff out long enough. Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh, man. All right. 
I guess that's it. I guess that's the show. Let's let's call it. That's the show. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, this was really fun. Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars. I'm excited to go see Rogue One. Um, oh, me too. <laughs> Um, what am I saying? Okay, so there's a good. We're gonna do a, a Star Wars mini episode, which you can check out in the description. We're gonna talk about our least and favorite Star Wars movies to this day. Uh, <laughs> so you can check that out. It's gonna be exclusively on YouTube, and you can find that in the description. For Christmas Day, we're gonna be do, we're talking about the Santa Claus. So check that out in your feed on Christmas morning. <laughs> a little afterthoughts present while to you. While you're opening presents. <laughs> Just play it on in the background while your family's opening gifts. That's fine. Right? <laughs> Maybe in that episode, like every five minutes, we'll be like, oh, a Nintendo Switch, thanks. You know? <laughs> Say Nintendo Switch. Yeah, is that not what it's called? It's not out till March. Whatever. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me neither. I don't. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> oh man. All right. So thank you for listening. If you if you want to keep supporting the podcast, uh, share this with a friend. Let it. Uh, yeah. Share it with a friend or leave us an iTunes review. That would be a great way for us to to branch out on iTunes. That'd be awesome. And in our, the description, you can find our Twitter handles. Send us a tweet. Let us know what's your favorite Star Wars movie. What did you think of The Force Awakens? Uh, please don't tweet us Rogue One spoilers. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> please do not. I will not be seeing that till sometime next week. So please yeah. do. Oh, uh, man. All right. I think, that's, I think that's the show, man. That's really the show now. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> we will see you all uh, hopefully in the mini episode and on Christmas Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. May the force be with all of you. Every single one. <laughs> and you as well. How Would you like it in one of these movies eventually where someone says, may the force be with you, and then the other person says, and also with you? And as with you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I fill that gap in every time. Every time. <laughs> I love it. No, but that's not the new phrase. That's the old phrase. The new one is like, and also with your spirit or something. <laughs> I'll stick with the old one. Stick with the old one. <laughs> okay. It is a long time ago, so yeah, that's probably better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. See you all next week. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Later. <laughs>